Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, we're really glad to be joined by um, Sally Augustine again. Um, if uh, people have listened to us before, so we're now doing a video cast on YouTube. Um, but if anybody would like to listen and, and search for Sally Augustine's interview with us um, in the previous um, issues, uh, please do. Sally is um, the founder of Design with Science. She's a PhD. She's um, in environmental psychology. Um, if you look at her website, Design with Science, you're, uh, you know, .com, isn't it, Sally? Yeah. Yes, .com. Make money. <laughs> um, she's got extensive experience. She runs a consultancy and um, yeah, just she's a, a fount of all knowledge. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have her here. And we've, we've actually got a little bit of news to um, to tease you with at the end of this uh, this show as well. So um, yeah, well, Sally, thanks so much for joining us again. Really thrilled to have you here. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about what you do as a recap for, for the new listeners, please? Sure. I'm an applied environmental psychologist. And what that means is I think about how the physical world influences what goes on in, in, in our heads. So um, I um, consider um, like how colors on surfaces influence creativity or how well people get along with each other, you know. So I think about visual experiences. I think about what people smell. I think about the archi architectural um, parameters of spaces where they are, things like how tall ceilings are, what they're feeling under their feet and all, you know, how that works into what's, um, you know, going on in terms of th thoughts and behaviors, you know, and, and, and as, as environmental uh, psychologists, I factor in other um, uh, issues as well. I think about things like how personality comes into play or how the culture where you, the place where you were born influences your place experiences the rest of your life, you know, uh, you know, crowding, uh, personal space, all those different kinds of things um, come into play. And um, I um, get to um, integrate research related to all these different concerns um, in, 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 in my day-to-day -day life and uh, in, my, in my work. And um, the kinds of information that I'll be sharing with you today, it, well, it's all from um, uh, rigorously conducted scientific studies and um, they come out of all the material I'm sharing also, um, you could think of it as um, coming from the peer review world. Um, the peer review means that um, after one group of scientists do a study, another group sort of checks out all the work that they've done, even like their math, whatever, to make, to make sure that um, the right conclusions are being drawn. And then materials is published in, in peer review um, uh, journals. And so everything I'll be sharing today is from one of those peer review journals. So you can apply it in your own life with confidence. Okay, fantastic. Thanks so much, Sally. And, and why are you doing it? I and mean, why do you love doing what you do? Is there any differences in people's lives or what, what is it? <laughs> I, I, I think people are fascinating and the places that we find ourselves are equally fascinating. And integrating the two is really cool. And, um, you know, each day there's like a new puzzle to, 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 to work through, you know, like, um, you know, how can I help people be more creative um, who are trying to uh, accomplish this or that? You know, how can we create a space where people are apt to heal more quickly, you know, et cetera. So, um, you know, I, I, I think people are, are very interesting. I think the, the science is, 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 is really um, 
uh, intriguing. And I th also think getting all this research sort of out of these academic publications where, you know, it gets somebody tenure and all, and that's important. But um, besides that, it basically rots. Well, getting this material out into the world where people can use it and it can make people's lives better is, is personally very um, rewarding for me. That's fantastic. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a reason, most main reason why I got you on today, particularly, is obviously we're living in, a, in times of uncertainty. You're in America. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, I'm in I'm in the UK. There's people listening That's all right. over the world, to be fair, even in from India to Australia to everywhere. So everybody is having that same experience to do with COVID, lockdown. There's uncertainty. People have lost their jobs. Um, but some people are working from home and they're trying to make a go of it. They're trying to change their environment. Um, I mean, what three tips would you give um, and why, really? Um, would you know if people are working from home? What three tips would you suggest? they should do obviously if, if it was a focus on biophilic design but um sure. and, yeah and why no um in terms of um what you should do in your home now in in order to create an environment where you perform to your full potential um and and have a nice time have a pleasant time while you're doing so you know we can think about um three four different uh ways you can change up your space. And um, the ones I'll share today are things that you could do, say, in a in a relatively, you know, straightforward way. You know, we won't talk about like knocking down walls or, you know, those walls today. We'll think about things that are, are, are a little um, easier, if you will, to, to implement because we're all really busy. I mean, you know, you would think that since we're not commuting or, you know, going out to get our hair cut or whatever anymore, that we'd have all this free time, but somehow that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, so uh, the very first thing I would tell people to do is make sure there's a green leafy plant in um, their view as they're, as, as, as they're working. Um, uh, uh, we um, respond in a very special way as humans um, to the natural world. You know, I'm, I'm sure that those uh, of you who listen to Ness's podcast regularly have heard about biophilic design and this special relationship in the past. But, um, you know, when we are exposed to um, elements of the natural world that would have been present on, you know, lovely days in, in, in our past, you know, our mood is elevated. And when our mood is elevated, we get to be better at problem solving, creative thinking and things like that. So I'm talking about when I'm talking about biophilic design and um, uh, the sort of uh, situation you're trying to emulate in the built world, you know, if you think about um, a space where our Oh, great, 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 you know, grandparents eons and eons ago would have um, had um, pleasant experiences. That's the kind of space you're trying to conceptually replicate inside today. You know, we, um, you know, green leafy plants um, include colors and shapes and things like that that are reminiscent of, of, of those in environments. And that's why um, uh, they help boost your mood, which is great for your professional performance and also your well-being. You know, if we continue to think about biophilic design, um, another thing that you should do to the space where you're working is making sure that you have moderate levels of visual complexity. That's the science term. But what I'm really talking about is getting rid of visual clutter. The environments where 
we thrived as a young species were those where it was easy for people to uh, look around and see approaching danger. Those environments weren't dark and barren and bare, um, but they did allow a relatively easy review of the environment. And we're still always looking around us today, um, you know, as, as we sit, we don't realize it, but this is bred into us as a species. So, you know, um, uh, you want to create a space, um, uh, as I said, that has moderate visual complexity. So what, is, what does that mean? You know, there's actually all these complicated formulas and things like that, that people use to determine visual complexity when they're writing their dissertation and then they never touch them again. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're done. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, so when I'm talking about um, you and your home trying to create this with moderate visual complexity, um, try to create a space that reminds you um, in terms of design elements of an interior designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. You know, a residential interior designed by Frank Lloyd Wright has a carefully selected color palette, you know, uses um, a certain number of shapes, there's a certain sense of order and things like that in this environment. So, you know, get those stacks of um, magazines, you know, in, in, in your, in, in, at the corner of your desk, either into recycling or um, find a cabinet to put them in a cabinet with a door you can't see through. If you can see through the door, you really haven't gained very much in terms of visual complexity by putting your stuff there, you know? And if all else fails, you know, gather up some of these things that are um, around the, the piles of magazines or shoes or whatever, and just put them in a box, you know, if, if all else fails and close the box because that will reduce the um, visual complexity. You know, and I, again, I wanna make the point that I'm not saying like, strip everything out of your office, you know, leave, you know, the things that are meaningful to you, a trophy from, you know, um, uh, a road race when you were in the eighth grade or um, for winning a competition or, um, you know, like flowers from your garden, again, plants are cool, um, or, or, or fake flowers that your great aunt Bertha gave you when you were um, uh, promoted the last time, whatever, you know, keep the, some things around you that are meaningful, but, you know, take a look at a picture of a residential interior designed by Frank Lloyd, Lloyd Wright and think about how many like ornaments and things like that are in that space and, and try to em emulate that in, 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 the, in the one um, you're um, in, 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 your, in your home. And the last thing I would tell you to do, the last really straightforward thing um, that's visual is open up your drapes, you know, get as much natural light into your home as you possibly can. You know, you don't want, um, to live in a space that's filled with glare, but you know, natural light, daylight is is almost like a magical medicine for us. It does all sorts of great things to what happens in, inside our heads. It even changes the neurochemistry of what's going on in in in, in our heads. So you really um, want to incorporate as much natural light as you can into a space. And you know, um, if if the light is really bright, often if you orient your um, laptop or whatever. So it's at right angles to that light flowing into your, um, in, into your office. You can eliminate the glare. And so you get the benefits of the light with, um, with, with, without the glare, or maybe you need to, um, depending on your situation, exactly where you live in the world, um, maybe you need to have um, 
almost transparent curtains on your windows. You know, we call them shears in the United States, but um, yeah. if you're in a place where the sun is really intense, um, you may find that those sorts of curtains are useful for blocking the heat, but, the, but they still allow all the natural light to flow into your home. And, and that's really um, what you're trying to do. You know, open, open the curtains, uh, bring in a plant, you know, pick things up. You know, these will be great from a psychological perspective. You know, and there's other things we can talk about too, Monica. As it turns out, seeing wood grain, just as an example, okay. is great at reducing our stress levels. So if you have um, wooden floors, uh, now may be a time to roll back the, the carpets that are on them just a, a, a little bit so you can see the, that wood grain, you know, as, as, as you work, you know, you have to exercise some some judgment when you're doing this. You don't want to roll up your ca carpets in a way that causes you to trip over them for the next six months. Cause you know, one of those times you trip, things are not going to go well and you're going to fall down and break whatever's in your hand or whatever, you know? So like use some logic when you're, when you're, when you're doing this. Um, uh, but um, you know, so there's other things that, you know, we, 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 we can talk about as, as, as we go on that allow you to, um, work with what you've got or almost what you've got, you know, to, um, to, to, to make your world better because, you know, hopefully you have a plant, maybe you have a plant in your garden, you know, if not, there's one at, at a shop nearby, you know, so you want to orient that plant so you can see it, you know, um, you probably have cabinets of some sort. We all have boxes now because we're living from like Amazon and other sources. So, you know, <laughs> and, but you know, your cabinets have, um, lovely transparent glass doors on them, you know, get out some paper <laughs> and, and cover uh, that glass on the, on the inside to block the view, whatever, you know, so you can take the material that, that, I'm, that I'm sharing and, you know, adapt it to your own situation. Okay, that's really important actually about this, the visual complexity. Um, I think oh yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, clutter, visual clutter, really stresses us out, um, you know, because it makes it so hard for us to, um, to, to keep track of, 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 of what's um, going on around us, you know, or at least it did when we were primitive, more prim primitive animals living, you know, um, uh, millions of years ago, and, and we retain that, you know, and, and also in, in terms of views and biophilic design, um, you know, going a little bit beyond just you know bringing in the plant and picking up the the, the visual clutter um you can think maybe you can rearrange your furniture a little bit in 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 in, in your office um uh in, and and you can create what we in the psych biz called called prospect and refuge from from, from your seat you know humans are very comfortable comfortable in a way that really promotes their well-being and, and, and um, their cognitive performance when they're in a space that has prospect and refuge. And that means that um, they feel that like uh, secure and safe, mm -hmm. like nothing could sneak up behind them, but that they have a view out over um, the world around them. Um, and in the case of like a home office, this would um, uh, be like a, a view towards the, the, the entryway. So if you can possibly set up your desk and chair so you can look outside, but also so you could see anybody entering the space, that will give you a feeling of prospect and refuge. I mean, think about it. When you're in, when you go to a restaurant and people can seat themselves, 
the very first seats that go in that restaurant are the ones in the booths with the, the high backs would it have and the first seats in those booths that go are the ones with the view of the door to the restaurant that's sort of what you're trying to create in in, in your home in terms of a feeling mm -hmm. but you know since you're trying to do uh, brain work in your office it's it's really important that you have a view of natural elements as as, as well and um some of us you know live outside the city you know so we can look outside i'm looking at like a bank of of trees in front of my home here um now um and um if you can possibly set up where you work so you have a view of of, of nature that's great but um you may live in an apartment uh, in a city where, where you really can't do that um but there are solutions um it, you know uh you can also bring in sort of nature proxies, if you will, in, in, into your office and, and you'll get a similar um, psychological boost from, from seeing them. So, you know, you could bring in um, like a, a photo of, of, of nature, you know, you could buy it at the store, of course, but you could also print it out yourself, you know, from, from different places that are available. Right, you online. could buy it from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I wanted to um, uh, turn things over to, um, uh, to Ness because she's actually done a lot of thinking about this sort of um, uh, uh, nature image and um, how it can be incorporated into, into spaces. Um, uh, because um, uh, something um, Ness didn't tell you um, when she was introducing me, or maybe and maybe you know this about her or not, but um, Ness also has a, a PhD and lots of intense um, academic training. And um, she knows a tremendous amount about um, biophilic design herself, particularly um, uh, as it ties into um, images of nature. So like Ness, I mean, I think you're, very, you know, I think you should tell us about using nature images in, in, in offices. What, yeah. what, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, just just to reiterate what you're saying, really, yeah, if you can't bring in, if you can't cut a hole in the wall to to have a real, real view, I and mean, to be fair, most people can't, like, especially if you're in, you know, like if you're in the city, in a city, even if you're in a new build, I mean, a lot of people over in the UK, we, you know, the houses are really, really tiny and the rooms are really, really, really okay. tiny and they're all living on top of each other or if they're kind of whole, they're looking at their car, you know, in their driveway, <laughs> you know, so. Um, well, it may be nice, but it's not the same as a tree, you know? Yeah, no, no, it's right if you've got a Porsche or a DB9 or whatever, you know, DB7, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. We digress. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously views of nature. I mean, we spoke before about the Ulrich, um, yeah uh where he it was in a hospital that was and and he proved that um having views of nature obviously not being able to bring nature into the hospital but um having a view of nature really made a difference to people and there's been mm -hmm. other research as well which um I've, I've got links on on the website sort of thing but um sure. yeah um it is really important so one of the things that we publish i mean we're we're published so the journal of biophilic design is published by argenta wellness um, and we actually publish and license images of nature which are all kind of like weighed up and 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 um perfectly balanced <laughs> um for um for printing so you um so you have um like they're saying this a whole prospect and the refuge and views through and being able to walk into the picture 
um exactly. they're not just yeah they're not just pictures off the internet or whatever they're actually perf you know balanced in that way kind of thing it's um there yeah. is a kind of benefit there and i said people are using it in big big large scale offices so you can create a massive wall of of nature um but like sally said you know just having a, a small image of nature i mean we you know one of the things we were asked for were cushions actually because people said well i don't actually have any space i don't have wall space or i don't have that but I can put cushion, I can put a, a cushion on my chair next to me and I can put it in my house. I could put, so we've, we've done pictures of trees and nature on that. So they feel like they've got sort of views of nature. So yeah, it's kind of like, like you're saying, it's you to think out the box really, to kind of think about how you can bring, you know, um, simu nature simulations or proxies that you said of nature in is, is really valuable. So um, mm -hmm. I was gonna ask you, Sally, um, you know, you, you mentioned a lot about natural light um, which which um, you've you spoke about and it is really really important. Um, I mean, obviously it's based on it's based on science, it's based on research. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Why it's important to sure. us? Sure, I'd be happy to talk about natural light. It's 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 one of my favorite things as a scientist. You know, <laughs> almost everywhere, uh, you know, you can um, I can have natural light. In, in sort of my, my toolkit, if you will, when I'm trying to um, help people create a space where, you know, thrive is an overused word, but really that's what we're getting at here, a place where people's minds work really well, where their bodies work really well, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the kinds of places where you can't use natural light tend to be very specialized, like, um, like medical imaging centers that have to be buried underground because of the shielding or, or whatever, but almost everywhere, you know, you can use natural light. And, um, you know, uh, because of our biological makeup, um, uh, natural light does all sorts of good things to the chemicals in our brain in terms of improving our mood. And that's important because when our mood is improved, we um, uh, think more broadly, which means we're um, better at problem solving, you know, thinking creatively, as well as getting along with others, which is, you know, like in the course of your day as an employee, you know, like, isn't that what you do? <laughs> you, know, you try to think through problems, you know, like often you need a creative solution and you have to deal with your colleagues, you know, who someday than others. But anyway, natural light um, will, 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 will help with, with, with all that because of um, the, really the, most the biology of, of our body and it's great if um, you can use natural light in a, in a space because that also helps um, keep your circadian rhythms mm -hmm. in sync with the world around you. You know, we have an internal body clock um, and um, uh, when it doesn't al align with our lighting experiences, we, you know, we get, we get stressed. And, you know, so if you have natural light in your home or your office, you know, you have variations in color and intensity during the course of the day. And that's also very good for your um, mental and physical health. So, you know, um, with natural light, you know, very early in the morning, those of you who are early birds, you know, who get up when the, with the sun, you isn't, you know, quite as intense and it's, but it's more golden. Yeah. And then as the day wears on, you know, it gets to be noontime, the light is most intense and relatively um, uh, blue or, you know, uh, cool. And then uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, light gets um, not so bright and dim again. Okay. So um, having this experience is, is, 
you know, of the changing light is, 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 is really important. As a matter of fact, even, you know, it's great when you can um, uh, look through windows and see nature, you know, as, as Ness was describing. But um, even if you have a really crappy view, you know, you really want to um, have some sort of windows in your space. I mean, if you have a really, really, really horrendous view, you know, you can um, uh, put up um, curtains, um, you know, the kind of curtains that almost work in reverse, you know, you don't pull them down, you pull them up, you know, put in those sort of curtains like, you know, Roman shades, whatever that you pull up, you know, block out your view, but make sure they're open at the top to let the natural light in, 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 in into your space so that um, uh, your body aligns with where you are in the planet. You know, this is, you know, like, you know how when you get jet lag because mm -hmm. you go from sort of one uh, time zone, actually usually more than one time zone to another. Well, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens in you when you don't get exposed to natural light during the course of the day. So, you know, you, you, you really wanna keep your circadian rhythms humming along. Yeah, <laughs> this is really important. I mean, just sort of going, I mean, that's a really cool idea, actually, if you have got a rubbish view um, to put something that blocks the bottom bit, but keeps the natural light in. One of the things that we have done is actually done stickers, you know, wall, you know, window vinyls that we can put in. So you've actually got, you can have plants or you can have herbs or whatever yeah. you want on that picture at the bottom. I mean, you don't have to buy from us, but you can buy, you know what I mean? You can just buy something online and, and sort of stick it on. So. Um, I was going to ask you as well, I mean, for obviously there's, there's obviously sceptics, you know, people always, I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are already into the whole biophilic design, they're into, they know the benefits of nature, they know why it's good for us, but um, is there an outstanding piece of evidence for you um, about why we need biophilic elements in our lives? Well, I, th I think it's very significant that um, these findings come up over and over again. Um, you know, they're very strong. They come through the, 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 the science, you know, they're very powerful. And also to some extent, they align with what people have been trying to do in, um, in their lives for a long time. And um, I think that uh, the coming together of these two streams, you know, traditional activities and the scientific research indicates you know, the strength of biophilic design. For example, um, way before the world word biophilic design had ever been uttered by anybody, people were um, bringing plants or flowers to individuals who were sick yeah. or uh, putting a plant in, in, in their office and somehow things went better mm -hmm. with the plant, uh, you know, it's either in terms of healing or, um, or their mental performance or just how they felt at work. So, um, you know, um, you know, people sit in natural light when given the, the opportunity, you know, when they're in a waiting room or whatever, you're like, why does this happen over and over again? Well, now we know about the brain chemistry and, and, and being in natural light. So we can see another, you know, synergy. And I think if you're skeptical, you should give some of the things I'm talking about a try and you know Ness and I have had a chance to talk about um, lots of different things in the past and maybe we'll get into them today you know we've talked about mainly visual things today but they're also um, acoustic and you know scent related things you can do in your home that are bio biophilic um, and um, try some of them out you know the things I'm talking about don't 
cost any any money really you know and um just see if they they work for work for you and i'm actually sure they will and you know then um then that then you'll be a convert you know like for, for example um something that you can do really easily um just as a a, a, a an experiment if you're a, a skeptic is um as it turns out listening to nature sounds the sorts of sounds that um you might hear sunny meadow on a wonderful spring day well those sorts of sounds are very mentally refreshing to us you know and they help us um so they help us continue to perform to our full potential if we're doing work that requires concentration and focus and they also help keep our stress levels in check so you know so like what are the sounds of like a, a, a meadow on an incredible spring day well the, the kinds of things i'm talking about are um the sounds of burbling brooks you know not hurricane force you know you know winds and rain just like gently burbling water um uh leaves rustling um grass rustling um birds quietly and uh pleasantly calling out to each other you know not like parrots screaming you know but like a, a sparrow like trilling along for a moment or whatever you know you get you get you get the idea you know you, you, we've all been in that meadow on a lovely spring day um, um and okay so you're probably listening to something when you work anyway um you know um uh maybe you know you listen to white noise and headphones or you know maybe you listen to music whatever try listening to some nature noise you know all the all you have to do is like uh find it on, on the dial of whatever system that you use and um it, it's it's all out there and you don't have to play it very loudly as a matter of fact it's better if you play it very quietly you know and um you know uh, try try that as 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 an a, a experiment you know you're going to be listening to something anyway try try some nature and you know you'll be surprised you know at, at the at the end of the day it'd be like oh things are better today you know what's different then you remember like ah the nature sounds you know so you know I'm, I'm sure if um if you're a skeptic and you give any of these things a shot you know um we have a um expression the proof is in the pudding you know yeah. you, you know like like if you do it you know the value will be confirmed so so give give, give it a shot okay great thanks um i suppose as well obviously we've got employers you know we've got corporates listening to this too we've got you know business owners ceos what three things would you suggest that they should do? Obviously, people are trying to get their staff back to their workplace. Um, some of them, obviously, we're working, working from home, but those ones that they need to get back into the office and they're, they're really worried, it's, very, it's full of anxiety. There's, um, you know, what, what can the employers do um, to so kind of... Thinking about what employers can do um, when um, uh, they're getting their offices ready for... Um, people to come back to work really gives you all sorts of opportunities in terms of uh, biophilic design. But first I want to make a point about um, uh, it's drawn from environmental psych generally. When um, you're getting your offices ready to reopen, I, I, I wouldn't make too many changes um, uh, between you know, what people um, were seeing in the office you know the day they left in March or so until yeah. the, the day they returned. Obviously, you've um, as an employee have had to make some changes, like putting in hand washing stations and 
or, yeah. or you know cleaning stations and things like that but i'm talking about more generally because people actually um uh have a more um trusting um mm-hmm. you know experience it's higher on trust and things like that when they're in a, in a space that's yeah. you know more familiar more expected so um you know make the changes that you must, um to keep your employer employees healthy but you know if you're thinking about like changing out all the furniture or whatever anyway and think would be the, a good opportunity now that people are out of the office you know maybe not so good from a psychological perspective but anyway um so <laughs> you know um let's think about um uh what's um uh all the different sensory channels that you have at um, your disposal as, mm-hmm. as 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 an employer and come up with some recommendations um uh first um uh let's talk about smell we haven't talked about scent yet today um you know all that hand washing stuff and all those cleaning agents that are are going to be added in your workplace well they're going to smell like something i mean in my experiences even the one even the ones that supposedly don't smell like anything actually they smell like something you know so um so like harness the power of smell you know um and um the, the research consistently shows that the smell of lavender you know the little purple flower um the smell of lavender is indeed relaxing to us so um when you're looking through the catalog trying to decide you know which of the um uh uh you know sanitizing uh, solutions and stuff to to buy buy the ones that are scented like lavender you know and um uh so you know that's something i would recommend you know the general recommendation is Think through all the different sensory experiences that people will have in 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 in, in your um in your offices. You know, think about what they'll smell. You know, we were just talking about sound. Um, uh, most workplaces have some sort of sound system. You yeah. could um, play um, a nature soundtrack on that sound system very very quietly. You know, quiet. You know, just barely perceptible. That's good enough they'll have the psychological effect. And you don't want to play the nature soundscape too loudly because then people might feel like they're being manipulated, you know? So, so you know, uh, you're not out to manipulate them. You're just out to um, uh, make their experiences at work as, as good as they can be. So, um, you know, a, a soft sound can be, can be cool. So think about all the different sensory experiences. Um, uh, think about that, um, the plants and the natural light, you know, yeah. you know, since nobody's been around, the windows have gotten really dirty, you know, et cetera. You might want to deal with that. Um, you know, may, if the plants have died, which unfortunately um, many office plants did, you know, um, many organizations tried to keep their plants alive, but, you know, inevitably some died. There's actually almost nothing that has a more negative effect on professional experiences and professional performance as seeing a dead plant, you know, so if you, so get rid of all the dead stuff, you know, even if for whatever reason, you know, you don't have the income right now or, um, or just can't get access to plants, just get rid of the dead stuff. Um, you know, like, don't, you know, like be realistic, you know, you can, we can all tell when something is really like 
gone on to better pastures, <laughs> you know, that lovely garden in the sky, you know, <laughs> to accept it and get rid of the things that, 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 that are dead. Um, you know, try to move the plants so that from every works, you know, space, you know, people can see a couple plants. You don't want to create like a jungle, mm -hmm. you know, that's really complex visually and that will tense people up. But if people can see like a um, plant, um, that's you know uh, a meter or so tall yeah. in the, in the in the background, you know that that that'll do it from a psychological perspective. Like um, it, um behind Ness, um you can see this. I'm always I'm very bad with plant names, but you can see behind Ness there's this one it's a um, green one. Uh, green that, one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's what that that's enough for 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 an office in terms of you know what people would be um uh viewing um uh and um i would deal with um the visual complexity of of yeah. the office like if things have gotten cluttered up like um if a million deliveries have been made when people have not been present so there's all this junk around try to get that junk out of the places where people will need to be working you know you know create a store air storage area somewhere if you can't throw it away that people where people can go and and access you know various different things um you know um i think um you can as a um employer you can also think about um things such as the color of light that people will be experiencing in 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 your um in, in your offices you know you always have to go to um you know, anything you do has to be in accordance with local building codes and things and things like that. But um, um, if you try to introduce some warmer light bulbs in areas where you like people to be relaxing, uh, that can be a big plus because we're um, calmer in spaces with warmer light. And I'm talking about, whenever I'm talking about light, I'm always talking about like white light um, you know, like bulbs that you might find in a store on um, any day. You know, some of them are a little warmer, some of them are a little cooler. I'm not talking about those like um, novelty light bulbs that you see around Halloween or Christmas that are like orange or something like that. So when I'm talking about warmer light, I'm talking about a white light that's a little, you know, that's it's that's that's warm according to the package. Um, um, and and um, uh. Cooler light is great for areas where people really need to concentrate and, and focus, for example. So maybe you can um, manage the, um, the light bulbs in your space pretty readily also. And I'm trying to come up with suggestions for people that um, are relatively uh, straightforward. Again, we're not talking about knocking down walls and painting everything and, you know, ripping up the carpet and, you know, taking down the, um, the all the different wall coverings you've got, whatever, you know, knocking new windows in your walls, whatever that, 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 that's a, that's a, um, a, a, a different whole, um, whole talk. Um, uh, and um, also I would always, I would, I would um, take this opportunity to try to, um, make sure that the different work areas that you maintain in your office are indeed task appropriate. You know, think through, um, you know, uh, the different types of work zones you have in, in, in your office. And um, although I was saying don't make any dramatic changes, you know, from, from March till now, um, you might want to think about things like if you've created spaces where you think people are going to be doing um, work that requires concentration and focus, but they're right beside like 
a hallway where, where people will walk. Oh, yeah. That kind of inconsistency, you know, um, really stresses people out and people will be this close to the breaking point when they return to your office anyway, because we've all experienced so much, so much stress, you know, in, in, in our lives recently. So, you know, um, you know, if you do have that area for focus work behind the beside the hallway where people are going to be walking all the time. Now might be a good thing, a good time to sort of flip things around a little bit and move that area for concentration and focus a little further from, from, from the hallway. So, you know, um, it, to the extent that you can without um, putting up walls or, you know, uh, you, know do, you know, changing floor levels and things like that, I would think about, um, uh, really think through, be honest with yourself, um, the layout of the work environment, what you need people to do to add the most value to the organization and how much your floor plan can really help help with that so um, or support that. So that's something else that you as an employer could be could be thinking about um, at, at, at this time. Okay, great. Um, I mean, sort of, I suppose one of the final questions really, um, we're, we're going to launch a really exciting project. Um, it yes. Was, uh, it was sort of came about because we were, we had, we had a conversation, we got on and all this kind of stuff. And then you had an idea that you've been um, wanting to do for a while. And then we sort of chatted and, and it's, um, it's really exciting. So it's called the Space Doctors. The Space Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so as Sally said, yeah, I've got a PhD too. She's got a big whopping big one. So um, yeah. we've put PhD's a, a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> so we've um, we've got this is, this is very um, uh, self-effacing. She's very modest. <laughs> <laughs> so we we put our sort of put our sort of heads our doctoral heads together, and um, uh, and it's 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 about interior design, how you can make that's right. Yeah, how you can make your interior design, your homes, your offices, your home office, but predominantly at the beginning is it's about your home and how you can make it better, how you can um, use color, texture, move your furniture, um, change your outlook. Um, it's really, really exciting. It's and really about how you can use yeah. the science that, that people have been doing for years and years about how we experience space and how design influences what goes in our and in our head and but and with the space doctors you'll be able to apply all that research in in, in, in your own life and you'll be able to do so with confidence because you know what ness and i are sharing comes out of that you know peer-reviewed press that i was talking about at the beginning of our conversation this these that have been done in a rigorous way and then checked over before we ever learn about them you know so now you know like when ness and i and the uh place the uh, space doctors tell you to do like a tell you to paint the wall green, you know, you really should go out and paint the wall green because <laughs> there's all sorts of support for it. Yeah, exactly. So as, as Sally says, it's, it's based on science. So, um, as you know, if you should be painting your wall green, there'd be a reason why. Um, and so it's all backed up on site, you know, with science, it's all based up, it backs up on research. Um, I mean, uh, Sally, is there anything else that you'd like to add about the space doctors or what you're excited about and what people should? I, I think um, the only thing I have to add is that people should come to the space doctors and see the range of topics that we cover because, you know, in our, in our podcast today, we've been talking about things that, you know, you can do without, you know, uh, 
too much um, turmoil in your in your home or or or, or your office. But um, there's um, a tremendous amount of research we haven't been able to cover that is really um, applicable and can make your life your life better. So um, come and come and find out how you can use the spaces and places and other design elements in your life to um, live the sort of life that you've planned. Sort of come and get a design prescription, if you will, for, um, for your well-being. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.